and welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is a podcast for bold businesses who are ready to go from a slightly scattergun marketing approach to connecting everything they're doing to create joyful, repeatable customer journeys that build connection and consistently convert new clients. That's called a funnel, if you fancy. If you have that nagging feeling, you should have more of a grasp on your marketing, more of a plan, more of a system to support your pretty successful business, you're in the right place. This isn't about trying loads of new strategies. It's about taking what you've got and making the most of it. I'm Sophie, your host, self-confessed tea superfan, marketing strategist, and funnels, or joyful journeys, as I like to call them, demystifier. Join me every Tuesday for my lion-hearted approach to marketing to help you navigate those big moves, stay focused on your goals, and ultimately take your business to the next level. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Lionhearted Marketing. This week we are with Hannah, who is a web designer who helps creative entrepreneurs with warm hearts and contagious laughs extend their larger-than-life personalities onto websites that as you that are as unique as they are. Based in sunny Brighton, she specializes in Squarespace and Shopify and is known for her playful and colorful designs that excite and engage their audiences. I am really excited to have Hannah on the podcast because she is the web designer that helped with my website when I went through the rebrand earlier this year. She and Kaylee, who's the brand designer who I actually had on the podcast a few episodes ago, worked together to bring Kaylee's kind of ideas and brand that she did to life on my website. And Hannah just did the most incredible job and not only did she kind of bring that rebrand to life on my website but she's also created like a structure and kind of flow to my website that makes it really easy for me to make changes and add pages to it as well and kind of still feel like they're all aligned and kind of it feels like the same brand so I'm thrilled to have Hannah on here today to talk websites so welcome Hannah hi Sophie thanks so much for having me I'm really excited to be here Good. I'm so happy to have you. So before we get started on all things website, tell me a little bit. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So like I said, I'm Hannah and I live in Brighton and I've been a graphic designer for, well, well, 10, 11 years, really. I graduated from uni doing graphic communication. So that's all I've been doing. But I've been specializing in web design probably for the last seven, eight years since I've been freelance. And I guess something interesting about me is that I love to travel. I started to become freelancer, quitting uh, my job in an agency to get more holidays, really. And yeah, now I am loving it, trying to do some re- retreats like you, like you did and work abroad and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean do follow her on Instagram, but also be prepared because the, I mean, I love following like Hannah's stories and where she travels. I mean, you are you going away pretty much like once a month at the moment, right? Yeah, at the moment I've been, yeah, ticking off those countries I haven't been doing. So yeah, I've done Italy, I'm going to Croatia in a couple of weeks and yeah, <laughs> one every month probably. I'll probably slow oh, down for the next year. <laughs> oh no, it's just, it's so incredible to see and like, Hannah's got such an amazing, like warm, bubbly, colourful personality, but also like in what in the work she does. But you'll find that colour like goes wherever you go. Like everywhere you go, I'm like, oh my God, it's so colourful and fun. Yeah, definitely. I kind of get um, inspired to go to places that are just full of colour. Like I loved going to Lisbon. Everywhere you looked was just so amazing. So highly recommend it if you haven't been. 
Oh my God, your pictures of Lisbon were incredible. It definitely, I wasn't really, I'd never really thought about Lisbon, but it's on my list now to go to. So, and also you, so you do these colourful kind of bright websites, but that's not what you've always done, is it? It's something you've niched into in the last few years. Yeah, so I mean, for since I've been freelance, I've been kind of taking the odd job here and there, trying to, you know, get work like everyone else is doing. And just, yeah, working for people in different industries. And, you know, it was great for what I needed. But I think eventually I realized there was just some projects that I just were not really that bothered about and some that I just absolutely loved. And I realized the ones that I loved were the ones who were actually kind of a lot of female, yeah, female owned businesses, really, or businesses where there was a lot of kind of passion in the Mm. why. And especially I especially loved projects where people allowed me to kind of be a bit more playful with the website design. They had a brand like yours that was just really fun. And I kind of had that opportunity to like put that stamp on. So yeah, probably in the last couple of years when I launched Shiny Happy Digital, which is obviously attracting a specific group of people. And that's when kind of I've attracted more people who just do projects that I want to work on. Yeah. And I just think you and your business is such an incredible example of like the positive side of like niching and being really clear about who you work with. Because I think sometimes niching and having to work with like one type of person can get a little bit of a bad rep. Like, oh, I just want to work with everyone. Like, I don't want to just work with the same people over and over again. But like the way that you've built your whole brand around this kind of ethos and feeling and vibe and kind of type of person, but it's not like, oh, I only work with coaches or I only work with this type of business. It's more about like the personality of the brand and the feel of the brand that then allows you to kind of do the stuff that brings you joy as well so I just think that's just such an incredible example yeah it's definitely like the personality and the vibe of the people you know Mm. it could be any industry really I've kind of target creative small businesses but I guess that's only because they're maybe the people who really value design but Mm. yeah it could be anyone who has a colorful life really yeah oh I love it okay so on this episode, we're going to be talking all about websites and we're going to really talk through about like why you should care about your website, not just from a, oh, you know, because it's good for SEO, which it obviously is, but more from a growing your business. Like why is this, why is it such an important tool? When do you know you might need a new website? How to get started? Like if you did want to work with a web designer, like what do you need to know or what do you have need to have in place before you get started? And then we're really going to talk through the homepage in particular, because I think it's one of those pages that gets a little bit overlooked. I personally look at a lot of websites, a lot of clients' websites, and I feel like the homepage is the one that can, it sets the tone, but it can go really well. Or it can be like, oh, wow, okay, I, I'm so overwhelmed or I don't know where to go or this is so confusing, I'm not really clear on what they do. And I think that can make such a difference, especially in your overall customer journey, but in your, you know, if you're sending using ads and everything as well, you know, you really need to make sure your website is doing as much hard work for you as possible. So we're going to talk through all of that great stuff with Hannah. So let's start with what I hear a lot from clients is, whether they whether they say this explicitly or whether it's just more implied. But when I talk about like, oh, so you know, where where's you know, what are your assets? How do you get new clients? And I would say nine times out of ten, it's Instagram. And I get, you know, get I I have my website. Oh yeah, my website's there. Oh, it has some blogs on it. It's kind of static. And then it's like, but my personality, my dynamic offers, you get to know me, you know, I answer questions over on Instagram or you know, or Facebook or wherever. And I think that is, 
something that we can all fall into. Like I've done my website tick and now my like live brand is going to live over on Instagram. I guess I would love to start talking through with you. Like, what do you see? And like, why do people, why should we care about our website? Like what can it bring to the business and how can it be so much more than just like a sort of a signposting kind of space? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, websites never really done. Even when a project's finished, it's it's always kind of evolving with your business and kind of growing. So it's definitely never kind of, I've ticked it off. But it's also, it should be supporting your social media and your, you know, outside of your website kind of efforts. But, you know, social media should be a way to kind of bring people in towards your business. And then the website should be answering those questions and kind of capturing those people into customers. So yeah, it should really support your business. One thing I find a lot of people say is that, oh yeah, you know, I'm happy for people to DM me and ask questions. And I'm like, no, that's taking a lot of time out of your day. If they can go to your website, have those same questions answered, that just saves you time. It avoids them having to be awkward with asking any questions. Your website should do so much for your business and support it in every way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, for me, what I've realized is when I rebranded, I did obviously my website with you and we did a lot, I did a lot of work on the copy and the services and that sort of thing. But then using my Instagram and my social media, seeing what people respond to, even with ads, like seeing what kind of things people sign up for and everything. I've realized, you know, my messaging has evolved, my, what I'm talking about has evolved slightly and it is on my to-do list, but, you know, feeding that back into your website is so key, isn't it? Because I think what I often find is that you, your website becomes a starting space, you evolve and you sort of change on Instagram, you work on your messaging, you see what people respond to. And then suddenly there's almost becomes, without realizing it, without intentionally, like not even like, you know, big rebrand or a pivot or anything, just naturally how your business evolves over time suddenly you're, there's a disconnect between like mm-hmm. what your website's sort of messaging and, and talking about versus your Instagram, especially if you make your website time relevant. So like a few clients recently have seen, you know, I've gone onto their website and they're like, you know, two spaces left for my, you know, September program. And it is now as we're recording this, the 4th <laughs> of October. And it's like, on Instagram, it's much easier to sort of put a post up because you know that like people expect it to move on. But I think with a website, you've got to be so careful, haven't you, that it doesn't feel dated and, and disconnected from like a live thriving business. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, a good way to think about it is, you know, your social media should kind of be teasing. Like you can't really imagine, you can't really expect people to check, go back and check for that post that they saw about specific offer or go and find out which caption were they talking about that. If they know that that exists and they go to your website, they should know straight away where to find that information on your website. So yeah, it should, it kind of should be the default place to find all the information. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because social media does move on so quickly, doesn't it? And like a post where you're talking about something two weeks ago, doesn't isn't necessarily then what you're going to be it's going to be obvious on your Instagram today but if they know they can go to your website and find that information like that's what it should be isn't there that confidence and also there's only so much you can add to your social media you know in terms of details about the packages or services you know you can only put so much so when they go to the website it should go into even more detail you know including testimonials the specific details about the packages the prices how people can get in touch you know especially on Instagram, you can't, 
it's a bit annoying to kind of send link in bio all the time. So on your website, you've got that direct call to action on that same page. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, so someone thinking, right, I probably do need to do something about my website, but like with a bit like with me, where my, I know I need to update my messaging, but it's always like slightly down on my to-do list. What, what, tends to nudge people over the edge when they come and actually kind of invest in working with you like what are the things that kind of people go like right okay enough I actually need to do this now I think when I find that people are kind of embarrassed to send their link Mm. for their website because they know that it's just not kind of you know matching up with their social media work and or maybe you know it's not really working for them yeah, I think when they're embarrassed to share their link or they know that their their website isn't really doing what it's supposed to be doing, it's very simple, it's... Yeah, I think also sometimes they have a brand, they have the colours and logo on the website, but there's nothing else really on social media. People are a lot more fun. Like you mentioned with Kaylee, you can have a bit more fun on Canva with certain posts and stuff, but then your website just doesn't translate. So people are really excited on your Instagram or any social media and then go to your website and it just doesn't match up. So I think when they're feeling that kind of disconnect, then they know it's time to <laughs> sort out the website. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I see a lot as well because I work with a lot of clients who are either doing like group programs or like changing their services slightly or want to reach more people. I sometimes feel like if you're just, if you only, but if you only need one or two clients a month, and it feels like, oh, I'm building that mostly on like my personality and on connection. It feels like the website doesn't have such a strong job to do. Whereas I think once you are going more for selling via sales page, you know, less calls, slightly lower priced offers, group programs, courses, it's like the website has to work harder, doesn't it? Like, so if you're like pivoting into that or scaling your business or we've had a rebrand like me. For me, I think that's when I see as well, like you're absolutely right. It's this, you know, it's embarrassing. It's not doing what it should be doing. You know, I don't feel confident sending people to my sales page and and that they're actually going to buy or that they're going to get in touch. I think that's so key, isn't it? Like when you start to expand and expand and grow your business, your website has to come with you, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, you know, I know you're targeting service business owners and stuff, but even for people who sell products as well, you know, having your own website just gives you kind of ownership of your own business Mm. more than being on a, another um, platform, even kind of focusing all your efforts on social media. If that social media platform shuts down or something, you're screwed really because you've lost all your followers and stuff. Whereas if you have a website and you're directing everyone through that, or whether it's through email marketing, you have so much ownership of all the people who are in your community. So that's a really important thing to kind of think about as well. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, you know, just in terms of like you're using your customer journey to the, your biggest advantage, like getting people onto like your sales pages, your book a call with me pages, like you can track that with the pixel and Facebook will then be able to kind of use that data if you want to retarget them or, you know, put an offer in front of them or try and get them on your email list. We can, you can do that. And they're kind of quite very, I kind of call them like your high, high value pages. Because if someone's looking at your services and looking to book a call, like the likelihood is they're kind of interested in understanding what you offer or how you offer it so mm. there's so many reasons why it's you know it's important for people to come onto your website as well as kind of on your social media I guess the question some people might be asking themselves is when do I need to 
for want of a better phrase, just tart it up a bit, you know, like it's kind of there. It just needs maybe, you know, a bit of a branding eye on it, you know, a bit of graphic change versus when do I just need to draw a line in the sand and have a whole new website done? Like how do you, how do kind of you advise clients on that? I think if if it's mostly working for them, but they kind of need some tweaks on a conversion page or, you know, they've got lots of kind of, or maybe they realize that the website isn't really working well on mobile, then they're, they're the kind of tweaks that I would recommend for smaller things. But if their website they built themselves and it's just, is a bit of a pick and mix and it's kind of not really doing anything it's that it's trying to do, that's when I would say you need to have a new build because I think starting a new build, you really think about the why for each of the pages. You really kind of figure out what you need and what the goal is of that whole website from the very beginning. So you have a web designer to kind of help you out with the whole strategy from the beginning. Whereas if you're kind of already there and you just, yeah, I think the tweak is only if you kind of just need some more support. Yeah. So what I had when I had the rebrand, so my website generally was like structurally kind of where I needed it to be. It was just, it didn't have, it had my old branding. It kind of wasn't branded at all really. And so you kind of did your Happify day, didn't you? Which is like one day where you just spent like the whole day literally working on my website. And we picked, I think it was like, was it three key pages that we kind of were focusing on mostly? And you kind of restructured the pages and then did the branding for it and everything and then that not only did that kind of give me that I mean it really kind of changed the look and feel of the website but it also gave me the structure for other pages then I was able to kind of go on and do because I'm quite confident in Squarespace generally oh I didn't feel like I needed a new website but I can totally understand if you're if you've really kind of patched it up together kind of and you just got lots of random pages that need for like that fresh fresh start what before if you were thinking of having a new website and you know it's not working for you but you don't really know necessarily exactly what you do want what do you kind of need to know before you get started yeah so I mean you definitely need to know your business you're the person who knows about your business the most so you definitely need to know about your goals who your ideal customer is kind of where you want to be in five years so that we can kind of future-proof your website. You really need to have an idea about what your USP is. And yeah, I guess the the main goals of what the website should do to be successful, they're they're the key things to kind of make sure you've kind of already got established in your mind at least before working with a web designer. You want to also make sure you've got your brand kind of figured out. And when I say brand, not just a logo, but you really need to sit with the brand designer and kind of figure all of the details out because that will really flow through in everything that you do on the website, even kind of as far as your tone of voice. So whether you work with a copywriter to get that really fine tuned, that's really important for making sure that everything in your brand is seamless and works well together. So just, yeah, so just digging into that a little bit more, like, when you say like you need to know where you're going for the next five years like that scares me a little bit because I don't really know where I'm going to be in six months time I guess there's like elements we're not talking about like copy and you know absolute pages are we we're just talking more about like the kind of direction of your business yeah because I think you kind of want to make sure that where you're planning on going you want to make sure that you're on the right platform for you so that it's kind of ready for you to grow if you're if you 
if you know you're going to be having some really complex kind of subscription models and stuff coming up, or you'd like to think about stuff like that, then you need to make sure that you're on a relevant platform that can support that. So that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. It's just kind of things that you need to have in mind so that when we work together or even just when you work with a web designer, they can make sure that they're problem solving that ahead of time. Yeah, amazing. So it's that sort of thing you need to think about. And then in terms of like the brand and copywriting and that sort of thing, like do most people come to you with like their website copy written, their brand completely done, they know where they're going and it's just a case of you kind of pulling it together or is it a bit more of like an iterative process as you kind of go through it? Yeah, no, so definitely they don't come with any of that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was they, a rhetorical they, question, I think. <laughs> I think they know, they know they need a new website and they kind of just don't really know where to start, to be honest. So a lot of it's education. People don't even really know the difference between a web designer and brand designer sometimes. So it's kind of letting them know that they exist I will usually even if someone's got a brand but it's really not aligning with what they're trying to they're kind of telling me about their business I will pass them on to a brand designer or work with a brand designer on the project with me because I think I really need to have that brand cemented and thought about properly before I can get started otherwise it's just not going to make any sense and I will usually kind of the copywriter thing is a bit of a chicken and egg usually but it depends how copywriters want to work because some people are happy to kind of fit in with what the web designers built and created. Other people would rather be in this in the process from the beginning. But usually I will kind of work on the website and kind of have suggestions of what content and the amount of text should be on each page, what what content should what text is relevant on the right pages. And then I'll kind of have some dummy text or some suggestions. And then that's kind of their opportunity to work with a copywriter if they wish to fill in to fill in those areas with the relevant text. Okay, amazing. So yeah, it's not a case of like, you have to have it all sorted and then you kind of come. I mean, obviously in an ideal world, that would be great. <laughs> but I agree, like I really struggled with the copy side of it because you kind of have to write, you know, the right amount for the size of the space but also you need to know how much I want to write to then create the space and it can be like I remember going through I when I wrote it in a word doc first thinking I'd been quite succinct which isn't my forte <laughs> and then we put it in the website and I was like oh my god that is way <laughs> too much text but until you yeah. sort of put it in you're like you don't sort of realize like oh you're like oh yeah I can see that that's a ridiculously long page now <laughs> uh, but it makes it much easier to then like strip bits out and say actually let's have four sections instead of six and I'll cut that bit and cut that bit out so I mean I think but you, I mean how long does like a website build sort of take like how long do you like map out for it it depends I try and do a, a usual website within four weeks if it's kind of an e-commerce website within six weeks I say just because yeah. it needs a bit more time for testing and checkout and stuff but I mean go back to the co copywriter I think it's actually harder for me when I have to try and fit in a copywriter's text into a website because it kind of they will have already thought about the, the flow of the website but for me I really like to imagine how much you know whether it's kind of sorting content into columns or little nuggets of text I really like it to be digestible so I prefer to kind of go maybe do a bit of a back and forth with a copywriter where mm. I take what they've got try and put it in and then I'm like you know what there's too much text here can we separate it into two sections that's I guess my preferred way of working really 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that probably leads us on quite nicely to the homepage as well, because again, sometimes I'll kind of go onto people's homepages and there is just like a lot of copy, like a real kind of, you know, like, and like lots of intro, their whole backstory. Yeah. Like a big kind of intro paragraph. And you're kind of like, it's hard to quickly grasp what they do. I think that's for me Mm. is the biggest thing. Like, do I know what you do like really quickly? And like, what, like, what are your kind of, yeah, top tips, I guess, for the homepage? What, what should people be thinking about? And like, what, what is like a good, I guess, structure or rule, rule of thumb to keep in mind when you're thinking about the homepage? Well, I think the number one tip is probably to imagine that someone might only really have 30 seconds to look at your website and try and gather what they need. A lot of people are, are busy business owners or, you know, customers that they will probably know straight away whether they like you or not from your website. So yeah, I think if you can make sure that all the questions that they have are answered really well so that they can scan through your website and know where to find everything, that's probably like the best thing to do. Some questions I would make sure to kind of go through your homepage and make sure they're answered are, you know, first of all, who are you and what do you do? What is your USP? Why, you know, why should people care about your business? Where are you if that's relevant? You know, if you're a local service-based business, do they do they need to know where you are? And then what's your value proposition? So like, for example, some questions I would ask, I'll give you some examples as I go along, but let's say you're a wedding photographer who specializes in analog photography. You might, so you'll want to definitely have who are you and what do you do? So for example, I'm a wedding photographer. What's your USP? I'm an analog photographer. You know, that kind of detail where you want to maybe answer where are you based so let's say if you're a photographer based in south of england you want to make sure that's really important for your customers to read and then why should your customers care and what's your value proposition so this is kind of your hook to get people to really care about you so you know it's for brides to be who want a specific style in mind that kind of thing and then how can you help them So explaining what kind of packages you offer, just going into a little bit of an intro for now. You can go into more details on the actual service page. And then, you know, if someone's ready and they kind of want to know now what, you know, where where do you want to send them to? Do you want to fill them, get them to fill out an inquiry form or book in a call? It's that kind of, they're the kind of questions that they should be answering on your homepage. Brilliant. So actually, there's not a huge amount of copy, is there? So like, you know, who you are, what you do, your USP and where you're based could kind of be covered in that like top paragraph, couldn't it? Like all that mm-hmm. kind of really early section. And yeah. then why I should care and how you can help me. That's really just signposting to other pages, right? Yeah, definitely. You kind of would imagine it's like a, a little bit of an intro for each of the pages that's on your website. So at the top, I would kind of like have a hook your USP, your, you know, how people, how you can help people, what your services are, your packages with a clear link to the services page. And then maybe the kind of why is a bit about you, which goes to your about page. And then a yeah, clear call to action in as many of those sections as possible. So obviously you don't want buttons everywhere and call to actions everywhere, but the relevant call to actions in each section are really important. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really helpful. And then, so stripping that out really and then getting people onto the right page is really important, isn't it? Like moving people around your website to make sure that they 
kind of seeing the different levels of information as they need it. So it's like they don't need to know everything on the homepage. If they're interested in it, they can go through and then delve more. One question which always comes up when I'm talking to clients is, should they put their prices on their website? Now, I think for e-com, that's a pretty obvious answer. <laughs> but for what I think for, yeah, exactly. Like, could I inquire about this £27 headband, please? But I think for the service businesses, there is that, yeah, there's two views, isn't there? There's the, or oh, maybe three. But yeah, there's the like, just say the price, say the kind of price from, you know, give people like a rough idea and then like don't put the price because, you know, it gives you the opportunity to get on a call with someone and and then kind of show them the value before you give them the price. Like where do you kind of sit on that? And like where do your clients go with that? Well, I'm definitely, I mean, I've tried all of the different ways really, but I'm really a big fan of being transparent as much as possible. First of all, because then the customers can find out everything straight away and they don't have to keep you know bugging you oh what's what you know what's this price I think also having the prices on your website really avoids having all those kind of inquiries of for people who are actually not even going to be in your budget anyways so yeah you might have less people getting in touch with you but then the people who are actually getting in touch with you already know your price and you don't have to have that awkward conversation of oh so we're happy to work together. This is the price. I think yeah. that was my worst thing, having that conversation and being like, oh, are you okay with that? But I think also having like a from is really good. I usually have a kind of like from price on my website, but it's also kind of a stuck price. So it's it shows you what is included in that price, but then people are allowed to kind of add on if they need mm. to have, you know, because there's no projects going to be exactly the same. So I think knowing that there's that kind of level of flexibility is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I tend to agree as well. Like I've kind of gone backwards and forwards with this as well. And I think the, I have to say, I think the website, I prefer a website that has prices on just as a consumer, but I do think you have to have confidence in your website and on your sales page to be able to put a higher ticket price because you have to be confident that you can convey the value I think that's often where this thing of like oh I don't want to tell people the price because I want to be able to talk to them to convey the value so they understand you know why it's that price but I think if you've got confidence in your website in your branding in your USP and in your sales page that isn't such a concern because you can feel like you're at a point where it's like I can convey enough of what I do and how I do it and who you know, and the kind of results they should be getting that I can put, you know, if whether, like you say, like whether it's a from price or an absolute price. So that's kind of where I've got to with it. And yeah, I, I see the arguments for all of them, but yeah, my clients as well, like it varies depending on what they need. So there's never going to be like an absolute price, like an e-com website where you can just sort of click on it and be like, yeah, I'll buy it. And I like having calls with clients as well to make sure they're a good fit and that I can, you know, help them and I'm the right person to help them. So it's definitely not, that I just want to price and then people can just check out. But <laughs> I also think it's really important. Sorry. I also sorry. think it's really important just to have a from price because for some people, like no matter how much you convey the value, that's just not what they're looking to spend at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I think also your sales page, your service page, it should show all of that value as much as as much as you can so that when you're talking to the customer you're really talking about the stuff that you can't show on the website you know really showing you and why they should really want you so 
it also, you, know, you get to ask the really important questions to them and ask questions about their business. I think that's really important on a discovery call. It's not just about what you're offering. It's also about trying to figure out what they need. So I think if you can spend more time on that and they already know the answers to the other stuff about what you offer, I think that's really great, a really great place to be. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Amazing. So if there was like one thing people could take away from this and kind of look, go and look at their website and do, what would you advise? Yeah, so definitely I would go through your website and imagine you're your customer and you're gonna you're going on your website. Are those, are those questions that they would ask being answered in the relevant places, not just on the homepage? You know, for example, when they go to an about page, are they are the questions they would want to know being answered on every single page? And if they're not, then it's probably time to add in a bit of text or work with someone to try and get those answered as, as well as possible or even work with someone. Yeah, and if it's not as easy to kind of answer all those questions, definitely it's time to kind of add in the text in the relevant places and fine tune it where possible. Yeah, I totally agree. I think just even just going onto your website, with a fresh pair of eyes and just looking at every page (laughs) like and like you say like like, does this answer a question does this give them what they need but also just have a look because you know when I look at clients websites when I start working with every client I do an audit of their website and you just wouldn't believe the amount of links that you know go to pages that aren't being used anymore or old pages or you know the reference a month that was like three months ago like so yeah yeah, even if you just spend a little bit of time looking through your website I think you'll find it's going to make a massive difference. I mean, um, also, even even if you could get like a family or friend to kind of go mm. onto the website for you and ask them, look, can you can you look for this specific, you know, service of mine and see where they're going? And if they're going a way that you would never really think about going, then it's probably trying time to kind of think a bit more like your customer, because I guess yeah. you know your website yourself. So, you know, exactly where you'd click, but that's probably not where everyone else is going. Yeah, that's such a good point, actually. That is a really good idea. Amazing. Thank you so much. That was so useful, Hannah. I really appreciate you coming on the website. Hannah has actually created a um, free checklist outlining all the questions that you need to answer on your website. So the link to be able to download that is in the show notes. You can also find Hannah over on Instagram and on Pinterest as well, actually. And she is uh, Shiny Happy Digital. I will put the links to her website and her Instagram and her Pinterest and everything in the show notes. So you can go over and give her a follow because her Instagram is full of colourful joy and obviously go and take a look at her website because when I was doing mine that's obviously the one I based it on so definitely have a little look at that as well because it's a great example of how like useful but also kind of joyful a website can be so Hannah thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for joining me this week before you go make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes every Tuesday when they're released and if you enjoyed this episode I'd love for you to rate or leave a review wherever you're listening to it it only takes a few seconds but it really does make a massive difference to new people finding me thank you again for joining me Sophie in this episode of Lionhearted Marketing see you next time